Welcome to the Radio Bible Course. Is the Bible God's Word? Do people call it God's Word, or is it really God's Word? Has God spoken? Today we're continuing our series of how God has spoken in history. In Exodus chapter 19, God said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. And then we read in chapter 9, verse 16, that it came about on the third day, when it was morning, that there were thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud upon the mountain, and a very loud trumpet sound, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him with thunder. And the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Did this really happen? What did Jesus believe about it? He believed God spoke to Moses. It's true that all the Jews believed this, but Jesus didn't believe it because they did or because it was a cultural matter. Jesus believed it because he was God the Son. He was in the beginning. According to the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And that Word who became flesh testified about the Old Testament books of Moses, that Moses was the author, and that God spoke to Moses. He not only said Moses spoke, but he said concerning those words that God spoke. We learn from chapter 20 of the book of Exodus that the people were so convinced that God had spoken that they were afraid. And in verse 18, it says, And all the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen. But let not God speak to us, lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you, and in order that the fear of him may remain with you, so that you may not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. And it's there where the Lord spoke to Moses. God spoke many times to many prophets in the Old Testament. And not only that, but the word of God was given to apostles and prophets in the New Testament. Keep in mind what a prophet is. He is a man through whom God speaks. A prophet speaks for God to men. Are there prophets today? Is God speaking through certain men today? 
five years ago, I heard on television an evangelist from Oklahoma say, quote, I am an evangelist, but I am also a prophet. Well, as I listened to that program, I had to make a decision. If this is a prophet of God, then I need to listen to him because God is speaking through him. But I couldn't do that because he also taught some things that were not biblical. He showed confusion concerning the Bible, and I knew that his claim to be a prophet was false. Men who want to be heard and obeyed, and men who want to collect money, of course will claim that they have divine authority. Watch out for such men. Several years ago, a national news magazine quoted Pat Robertson of the 700 Club talk show as saying, God talks to me. And in that same year, he predicted that there would be a major war between Russia and Israel before the end of that year. Do you believe that God talks to him? He was claiming to receive a message from God about the coming war, but it never came. Now you decide whether he is a true prophet or not. Some years ago, I received a book from the Unification Church. Its title was, God's Warning to the World. Well, now, if God is warning the world and I'm in the world, I'm going to pay attention to that. The introduction said, When the Reverend Moon came to America in 1972, he came as a prophet of God. And in the booklet, entitled Divine Principle, page 16, he writes, With the fullness of time, God has sent his messenger to resolve the fundamental questions of life and the universe. His name is Sun Young Moon. He claims to be a prophet, a messenger of God sent to this world. Should we listen to him? Some churches claim to have prophets also. They say, Thus saith the Lord. The New Testament tells us that all prophets must be tested. Listen to 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are of God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, of which you heard that it was coming, and now it is in the world already. Are there a few false prophets around? No. There are many false prophets around, and they speak not as prophets. They don't claim to be prophets, but they address hundreds of thousands of people every Sunday morning from their pulpits. They leave the direct impression that they are speaking for God. They might, however, be false prophets. Paul the Apostle was aware of such men. 
He said he would not take any money for his preaching because he didn't want to be in the class of those men who were claiming to be apostles but were false apostles. That's how he distinguished the false prophets from himself. They took money. And he wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12, And what I do, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. Well, they didn't. They worked for money. Paul gave himself freely to the gospel. And then Paul adds, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, and no wonder... For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is not strange if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Well, the Old Testament prophets also were tested, and they passed the test, and they could not hold back the message. We read, of the prophet Amos in chapter 3 verse 8 the lion has roared who will not fear the Lord God has spoken who can but prophesy that 7th century BC prophet Jeremiah was a man who could not hold back the message God put the message on his tongue and he wrote this in chapter 20. If I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. No one in the Old Testament applied for the job of a prophet. God selected the men he wanted to speak through. Ezekiel, who lived in the 6th century, a noted prophet, was given a vision. In that vision was a radiance. It appeared in the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And he wrote, When I saw it, I fell on my face and heard a voice speaking. And in chapter 2 of Ezekiel's prophecy, he said, Then he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet that I may speak with you. And as he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. Then he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the sons of Israel, to a rebellious people who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day, and I am sending you to them who are stubborn and obstinate children, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they listen or not, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, neither fear them nor fear their words. Though thistles and thorns are with you and you sit on scorpions, neither fear their words nor be dismayed at their presence, for they are a rebellious house. But you shall speak my words to them, whether they listen or not. 
for they are rebellious. But what would Ezekiel speak to those people? He could only speak the word of the Lord. And how did he get it? Well, he tells us in chapter 2, verse 8, Now you, son of man, the Lord said, listen to what I am speaking to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. Then I looked, behold, a hand was extended to me, and lo, a scroll was in it. When he spread it out before me, it was written on the front and back, and written on it were lamentations, mourning, and woe. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll, and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me this scroll, and he said to me, Son of man, feed your stomach, and fill your body with this scroll which I am giving you. Then I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not being sent to a people of unintelligible speech or difficult language, but to the house of Israel. That's how Ezekiel described how the word of God came to him, how God inspired him. He saw the vision and the scroll. He ate the scroll. It became a part of him. And then he had a message that he spoke from his heart. The message of God consumed him, and he could go to those people and speak the word of God. Is there a word of God? The Bible tells us God has spoken through the prophets. Please join me here tomorrow for more about the Word of God. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calabota, reminding you that the word gospel means good news.